world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. And you know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? <laughs> pass the salt. We need salt over here. <laughs> it's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed on this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a Coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Yes, I'm doing some hacking this morning. I apologize for it. It's breaking up, I think. I think it's breaking up. I had a horrible, you don't want to hear my pains. had a horrible night's sleep. Sorry, sorry it sounds so hoarse. I I feel worse than I sound, actually. It's been gone. How long has this infirmity been trying to jump on me? What's been two weeks? Three weeks? Thing's been crazy. I'm going to shake that thing off. Michelle said a really good prayer for me before we got got rolling here. And um, excited to be here. Hey, I forgot. um, Communion today. Get ready there, Joe. Uh, David Allison's mom passed away. I forgot to tell you guys that. And, uh, you know, our condolences go out to, well, I, I don't even know what you say to somebody who's lost somebody. I, I don't know. You know, I don't know. And your mom, and like I always tell everybody, you only get one mom. And, uh, you know, just kind of saying, hey, we're sorry, Dave. Just kind of, you know, that's sometimes that doesn't seem kind of adequate, does it? But we're sorry, Dave, and um, know that you'll walk through it. And, I prayed that your mother was saved. If not, that, that is what it is as well. Death's real. Ain't none of us getting out of here alive. Last I checked. So Dave and Sherry, we appreciate you guys and um, and all you do for the kingdom and your Thank cheerful you. attitude and willingness to serve and your willingness. And if there's anything we can do to help. I mean, I'm probably a day late on the thing. So um, we're here for you, buddy. And anybody else out there that's dealing with no, that? No, that's know. okay, Coach. We're good. Thanks so much for your support. All right, buddy. All right. Just want you to know it matters to us. I don't know if you guys saw Tom Horn. You guys, I don't know. Some of you maybe don't even know who Tom Horn is, but he's a <clears throat> man. He's just a great biblical historian. I mean, I don't even know how to, how to call Tom Horn. And uh, he's died about four times. On He had a heart attack, and he's died about four times in the last two weeks. And he died again this morning. They shocked him back again. So praise the Lord on that. And, uh, you know, sometimes I ask myself, Lord, why? You, I got a lot of people you can take. Why are you taking guys like Tom Horn? Taking guys like Russ Dissdark? If you need some folk up there, I got a few I can send you. Anybody say amen? We, we need these heroes. We need these champions here, man. We need them. And so we just uh, we just join all those prayers that are going up for, for Tom Horn this morning. Uh, sorry, sorry, I'm so uh, <clears throat> so uh, scratchy here this morning. But uh, I got I got a lot of stuff I really want to dig into here. But uh, before I do, I'm gonna let uh, Joe go ahead and lead us in, in communion here. And uh, I I kind of I kind of take this as a, a sacred time. I, you know, one of the things I should should ask. <clears throat> excuse me. Earlier this week, I don't remember what day it was. Uh, we led some folks to Christ. I mean, I I think we did. I think that was a pretty profound moment, actually, when we did that. 
And then I know Tim Tuber had his event last night, which I couldn't be part of. Sorry, Tim. I had uh, Michelle and I already had a point we had to go to, but I want to go back and watch that on how to lead people to Christ. And uh, ultimately, uh, we got it's a recruiting job, isn't it? We got to recruit people. We got to make sure we're telling them the right thing. We got to we have to make sure we're bringing them to, to Christ for the right reason. We got to make sure that we're not selling them a bill of goods, saying, "Oh, come to Jesus, and your life will be healthy, wealthy, and wise, and everything will be." No, 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 no. It's a, it's a, it's a uh, recruiting. It's a military recruiting. It's a college football recruiting. Well, you used to play, you used to play for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Well, we're going to recruit you to uh, Jesus's uh, conquerors, whatever, right? Dude, you're changing teams. Been changed. You're changing teams. And uh, <clears throat> if we're not, if we're not sharing the right message with them, then it becomes a false conversion in a lot of ways. And I think we're dealing with a lot of false conversions in the church is probably one of the reasons that we're in the mess we're in. And I know Glenn Claremont's got his hand up must be important. He wouldn't put it up already. So Glenn, go and then, then Joe will get you the role. Go ahead, Glenn. Well, I just wanted to say it was a it was a great uh, it was a great foundational session last night with uh, Tim. Next week we're going to get into some mechanics. Uh, but I, I I came to the conclusion that I need to get an interlinear Bible. Uh, <laughs> Because when he talked about in Matthew 28 about go, therefore, he, he uh, explained that in the Greek, it means as you're going. So um, mm. so there was some good revelation there. Wow. Rather, uh, than go, rather than go do it. No, no. As you're going, do it. Yes. Uh, good, good. Was it tape, do you know? Do we uh, have a tape? I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it was, Coach. Shame, um, on shame on us if it wasn't. We have to, we have to, we have to tape those things. Those things are val- valuable teaching tools. And again, I, I kind of dropped the ball because I could I could have helped with that a little bit. I haven't forgot to, Joe, I promise. Jeff Klein, go ahead, Jeff. <clears throat> Just wanted to say dinner so that. It was good last night. But I got a phone call right before that. And here's what I was my thoughts last night. Pastor Matt calls me. There's a family they know in Indiana had a house fire. Four of their kids were hospitalized. They had to drag the kids out. One was in critical condition. And the one critical is 13 years old, and she died yesterday morning. So the family's lost their house. One kid died, and three are still in the hospital. So our problems aren't near as big. No, and God's got a wonderful plan for your life, doesn't he, Jeff? Right? Got a wonderful plan for your life. Doesn't always work out that way. Joe, go ahead, brother. Come on in, and thanks for getting up this morning. Do the honors. Okay. uh, Hey, Joe, hang on. I'm sorry. Hey, folks, listen. The Bible says that you're supposed to examine yourself. When you do this, you examine yourself. And if you're full of sin, you uh, don't eat. So it says, if if you're full of sin, you're eating dam- damnation to yourself. Right? So just examine yourself as, as Joe's leading us through this. Just your heart, Lord Jesus. Lord, my God, there's so, Lord, there's so many things in my heart that's so dark at times, Lord. And I don't want to be like that. And Lord, sometimes I'm not a very good representative of you, and I, I want to be. And as Paul said, the things I want to do, I don't do, and the things I don't want to do, I'm a wretched man that I am. And Lord, I just thank you today for me personally, the blood of Jesus that cleanses me from all unrighteousness. And I don't know how you can do it, and I don't know why you can do it. But I thank you for forgiving me of my sins, and I don't take it lightly. In Jesus' name, amen. Go ahead, Joe. Amen. 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 Okay. Um, 
Jesus answered and said unto her, If thou knewest the gift of God, and who it is that saith to thee, Give me to drink, thou wouldest have asked of him, and he would have given thee living water. Oh, that's deep. That is deep. The woman said unto him, Sir, thou hast nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. From whence then hast thou that living water? Time out. See, spiritual things, natural things. We have to understand that the Lord speaks to us regarding spiritual things, not natural. Go ahead, Joe. Art thou greater than our father Jacob, which gave us the well and drank thereof himself and his children and his cattle? Jesus answered and said unto her, Whosoever drinketh of this water shall thirst again. Mm. But whosoever drinketh of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. Wow. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. Now that's the gospel right there, dude. <laughs> that's the gospel. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this day that you have made and for inviting us to share it with you and with each other. Thank you for the technology that brings us together in these unsettled and trying and unique times that you put us in. And thank you for the sacrifice you did for us and all that that changed. And we especially ask you that you heal Tom Horn, mm -hmm. healing you purchase with your stripes that day so long ago. Heal him. He loves you, Lord. Give him a miracle. Uh, there will be a testimony to you being the one true God. And Lord, we examine ourselves and ask you to forgive our sins and transgressions as we take this Holy Communion. We ask you to bless this bread and drink representing the body and the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ that was shed for us two millennia ago. We come to you grateful on our spiritual knees we bow before you and we realize now we are also seated to your right hand father as a part of the body of our lord jesus christ and our spirits are there with him now and please teach us to pray from there when we pray and to pray with expectations of that prayer being answered and be with us this day and help us to be examples of our Lord Jesus Christ and to let people see him in us as often as possible. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, Joe. Okay. Um. <coughs> Thank you.
that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. After the same manner, he also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as ye drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as ye eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he come. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, everybody. It's a privilege. God bless you, Joe. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Julie. Uh, I'm gonna put a thank you, Joe. Now that I've taken the body and blood, I'm gonna put a throat lozenge in here if you, if you guys don't mind. Uh, man, I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about. That I feel, I feel, I feel pretty alert actually for as bad as I feel. And uh, how do you? Uh, <clears throat> How do how do we what should be our approach, folks? I'm go, I'm going seven a couple different directions here, but I'm trying trying to lay a foundation. Okay. Uh, how do how do we keep from being uh, pickle faced dill pickle faced Christians and and share a Christianity that is nothing but rules and regulations and do's and don'ts? That's why I call it. Pickle face Christian can't even smile. Always got a dill pickle in your mouth. How how do we how do we share the truth of the gospel of the kingdom of God with all of its all of its uh, warts and all of its bad things and all of its condemnations and all of its convictions and all of the do's and all of the don'ts? How do we share that Christianity? In a way that does not cheapen that Christianity. Say, Coach, where are you, where are you heading? Well, I, I was, I was. Um, this is really relevant to all of us, by the way. I was um, came across on Facebook page looking at a uh, a pastor that I know. Not critic. Yes, I am being critical. I mean, not. I'm not going to criticize him publicly. Big church, and uh, he said, "Oh man, last they did an advertisement." Oh, man, I look forward to this night every year to share the love of Jesus with the young kids. Please join us tonight for, are you ready? Trunk or treat. Since we want to make, we want to make Christianity fun so that kids, when they think about Jesus, have a warm, happy feeling about our Savior. I almost called him. I almost called him. But but I want you I want you to, hey, hey, will we all be friends at the end of the show? Are we any different? Are the rest of us any different? I've great I have great memories of Halloween when I was a kid. 
we go trick-or-treating. Hebron, we only had about 1,200 people in Hebron. How I hit every house, man. We threw corn and we soaked windows. And for the people who weren't home, I mean, I, I, we had a ball. It was one of the most, I look back on my life. <clears throat> my uh, my trick-or-treat nights was, I mean, that's just so much fun. It's so much fun. But what is Halloween? What is, how do you Christianize Halloween? So when they call it trunk or treat, I said to my wife yesterday, what the hell does that mean? Trunk or treat? What? What? But then before I got too cocky, I thought, well, wait a minute. <laughs> celebrate Easter. Huh? Oh, yeah, you celebrate Easter. Go. Oh, you celebrate Christmas. You give out a presents to everybody. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you know that <clears throat> Easter is the first <clears throat> Sunday after the first full moon after the winter, winter equinox. It ain't got anything to do with Christianity. The date of it doesn't have anything to do with it. It's pagan in its origins. You can all say amen. Oh, okay. So here's what, here's what I'm trying to Here's what I'm trying to say. How do we balance the truth without looking like pickle faces, right? We all know that we all know that Christmas is a celebration of the winter solstice or equinox solstice. We all know that December 21st is the first day of winter and that's why Christmas Eve is on the 25th. It falls within that same window. And we all know that Halloween is a spin-off of old all Hallows Eve, right? All Saints Day. These all of our holidays that we are falling into are pagan, and yet we try to Christianize them. So how do we, I, I mean, this is kind of an open-ended question. I don't really know. How do we reach a world and say that is not glorifying the Lord, especially a church, a church with Christmas trees? Now, can I confess? Michelle, I'm going to confess. <laughs> we put up a Christmas tree. We put up a Christmas tree. Because it's, you know, it's family time, yada, yada, yada. Is, is that okay? Is that okay? I remember hearing about the Seventh-day Adventists when I was growing up. Oh, they don't celebrate any of the holidays. Anybody remember that with me? Anybody remember that? No? So I'm trying to throw out there, what, what's, the, what's the line? What's the fine line? What's the line that you cross? Should churches be celebrating Halloween? And the pastors say it's one of his most favorite times of the year because he gets to put all these smiles on kids' faces. Now, who's, who's against putting smile on kids' faces? How can you be against that? And if I were to walk into the church and say, you can't do this. Halloween's worshiping the devil. We can't do this in our church. Everybody will go, boo, boo. Right, right. So it's a dilemma, isn't it? It's really, really a dilemma. What do we do? What are we as believers supposed to do? It's the same thing. Ah, do I have to go there, Lord? Okay, okay. I will. Flea Flicker Friday supposed to be. <clears throat> we we Christians, we justify about everything. I'll get you RL up, I promise. We we justify everything. 
And I showed you yesterday, and I'm not, I'm not going to beat on this horse, but I'm at the same time, I'm not going to back off of it, okay? I, I was because I was doing something else today, and all of a sudden, pull up for me number four, please. Pull up for me number four. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> the Star David is an occult symbol, friends. No doubt about it. Now, what about those people who are flying the Israel flag with the occult symbol on it? Would you fly a flag on your your house of the Masonic, something Masonic? Would you throw that? Or how do we justify in our minds, how do we justify, well, I'm going to Christianize it. I have good intentions in my heart. I don't really serve the devil. I don't serve the devil on Halloween. I just want my kids to have candy. What's that line? What? How do we figure that thing out? Because I don't want to be bah humbug. I said to my wife yesterday, if they want to give out candy to kids, do it in the middle of July. <laughs> Why do you have to do it on Halloween? You can make Jesus just as kind and friendly in July as you can on October 30th, right? And I, I really struggle with it. I really Amen. struggle with it because I don't want to come across as religious or, or legalistic. Or, and, but ask myself this. Is Jesus Christ glorified with the celebration of trunk or treat? See? That would be like calling pedophilia minor attracted children. I mean, it wouldn't be different. You change the words. You might feel better because you change the words. But the reality of it is Halloween is a celebration of the occult. Does anybody disagree with that? No, no. Well, Israel's flying a flag is an occult. It's an occult. But see, here's what we do. We say, well, not me. That's not the way I that's not the way I look at it. I look at it to honor the nation of Israel. Well, good. God bless you. Uh, by the way, that's an occult flag they're flying there, dude. <laughs> I, I, I'm not trying. Are, are you guys picking up what I'm laying down? How do we do this? How do, how do we juggle this? Because I can I tell you something? I would love to watch my little grandkids, which they haven't done, I don't believe, get dressed up and little be little princess and little just innocent stuff and i mean it's it's cute right you went through it your kids went through it yeah. say hey lord hey listen look lord we're gonna we're gonna celebrate this day hey lord no offense okay no offense but we're gonna dress them up because they're they're so cute we're gonna give them some candy we're gonna tell them about you is there a way to christianize halloween those are the things that really really trouble me because i think they really really matter and I'm going to tell you, it's the exact same thing here, friends. See, I'm, I'm a Cleveland Browns fan. They will never get me to not be a Cleveland Browns fan. They could say to me, you're their quarterback. You know, their quarterback's a rapist, which is what the accusation they're making against me. I don't care. I'm a Browns fan. <laughs> I'm a Browns fan. And I said, well, they're flying that. Israel's flying that daggone hexagon flag. They're flying a demonic flag. Well, I don't care. Those are God's chosen people. You see, we're doing just, you see, we're doing just the same thing. You see? And so I, I, I'm, I'm, I want to open it up because I'm telling you, I got a lot more stuff to share. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. 
And I'm going to throw one more open on the same thing. Boy, this is a can of worms. I don't care. I had a friend call me the other day regarding some counseling he was giving to somebody who was, their marriage is in trouble. And there are many of you in here today who have been through it, been through divorce, been whatever, you know, right? And he asked me, he said, you know, he said, uh, the relationship is just absolutely totally broken. They're both miserable. And I want to tell them to separate for a while. But I don't know if that is biblical to do that. Tell them to separate for a while. And I said, dude, this is me now. Bible says the only reason you can separate is for what? Adultery. And I said to him, and you're welcome to disagree. This is, I'm kind of a potpourri here this morning. I said, the average person who does an affair has committed adultery long before they ever slept with somebody. And the, the reality of it is, when those two got married, and they said, for better, for worse, for richer and poor, and sickness and health, forsaking all, they give myself unto you for as long as we both shall live. They meant it, but they didn't sign up for that. Are you with me? Are you with me? And I'm not trying to say easy divorce. I'm not trying to say that at all, right? But what, at what point, when you took that wedding vow to some guy who ends up being a drunkard and a woman, well, not say womanizer, because that would be grounds, right? But he he's 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 committing adultery to you. He loves the NFL more than he loves your family. He loves hunting and fishing more than he loves you. Is, is adultery just physical, or is it adultery of the heart? Is anybody anybody picking up what, what I'm laying down there? Adultery of the heart. And at what point? Where I'm not making any excuses for anybody. When did? Divorce become the unforgivable sin. There's some things that you want. Because I said to my buddy, I said to my buddy who was counseling somebody else, I said, uh, <laughs> I'd tell him to separate. That's what I'd do. I'd tell him to separate. And if they can't live together, if their life's miserable and the family's miserable, does the Lord want us to live like that? Simply because we took a vow? I, I Look, I'm not making an excuse. I don't know. I don't know. I'd love to hear from you. R.L., you're the first guy up. Go ahead. Pick any topic, R.L., anything you want to talk about. I just talked about that. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this. I will never, ever fly a Jewish flag with a hecticon on my property. Ever. Go ahead. Did I lose you, Ariel? Rochelle, come on in. This is unknown. I don't know who unknown is. Come on in, Rochelle. Hello. There she is. There she is. I'm mute. You're still muted, Rochelle. 
There you go. There you go. Okay, there we go. There you are. All right, thank you. Um, So I wanted to talk about the the Halloween. You're like, how can we bring these things, make them Christian? Or, you know, I understand your question. First, let me just say that these are all God's days. You know what I mean? These are all his. They're his his Moedim. They're his set-apart times. Um, It's the dark side that's kind of hijacked these days and um, turned them into an abomination just to upset our creator. Um, You know, for example, with Halloween, okay, everybody likes to dress up. It's it's, there's something to it. However, how could it is? It's already Christianized. What are you talking about? If Halloween was the flood, hey, who flooded the earth? Okay, so you could have the kids. They could either dress up as something that would be on the ark, one of the animals on the ark, or Noah or the sons, or they could dress up as something that was drowned in the flood. Giants. Imagine you could be half man, half horse, all these crazy mixed creatures. They could be really creative. And then at the end of it all, you could say, okay, okay, kids, this could be a whole learning thing. You know, God flooded the earth because these are unsanctioned evil spirits. And at the end of it all, you could burn all of the um, costumes in a great big bonfire because God's coming back to burn me. You could turn it into a whole thing. And you, in the meantime, could still roast your marshmallows. You could still have all the fall stuff. I'm not saying to do this. I'm just I saying. No, I, I, I like it. I, I like the argument. No, I, that's what, look, there are so, so many ways. Take the knives off we, of each other, okay? Quit stabbing each other. Let's have a discussion here, all right? Yes, yes. In, and even with when it comes to Easter, Ishtar. First of all, we, we quit calling it Ishtar. <laughs> we, we call it Resurrection Sunday, which is what we are celebrating. And this is how we take back our stuff. There's nothing wrong with ju- doing just because the Jewish people did did certain things, they were for us. These are our Moedim. These are the signs, times that he set apart for anybody who wants to partake in them and be with the Lord. Yeah, but you so know, I say we take them back. At the same time, though, Rochelle, God said He hates your feast days. He hates your pagan holiday. He did say because that they too. took because they took those eggs and drowned them in babies' blood. They turned His feast days into an abomination. We take them back and do it what he wants us to do on those days. And we show the people what they should be doing. And then then they'll see their... I want to move on. I want to move on. I want to move on. Unknown, come on in. So so there's one point Rochelle's good with with celebrating Halloween. Okay. Christianizing Halloween. Okay, good. Go. Unknown. You got to unmute yourself. Have nothing to do with the unfruitful works of darkness. I, I, I heard that somewhere. George McCloy, come on in, George. Thank you, Coach. Thou shalt not make thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the waters beneath the earth. So, uh, uh, basically, the answer is no. <coughs> Uh, the answer is no. Linda. Good morning. Um, I have a couple things to say um, about the topics you were um, talking about. I was reading Ezekiel this morning. Um, in Ezekiel eleven twelve, God said, Thus you will know that I am the Lord, 
for you have not walked in my statutes, nor have you executed my ordinances, but have acted according to the ordinances of the nations around you. So I think that kind of speaks to the whole um, holidays of men. Come out from among them, be ye separate, touch not the unclean thing. I'm with you. Amen. But as far as the, the candy issue, I have such an issue with candy that a lot of it is because of what's in the candy. There are so many chemical dyes and, and terrible sugars in this candy that it is messing up the kids, like their behavior problems, they're, they can't think properly. Yes, but, but Linda, that is secondary to how it's destroying their soul. If we're celebrating a pagan holiday, I'm more worried they're going to hell rather than getting fat. That's kind well, of that's I mean. true. But the thing is, is like you were looking for mm. how to get out of it. Well, it's unhealthy for them. So yeah. every yeah. person understands unhealthy and sickness. Yeah. All right, so I can let I can let him go to uh, Halloween as long as I give him a uh, health. No, no, no holidays. Healthy. Ezekiel or God said to Ezekiel, <laughs> no, 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 don't do any of that stuff. All right, all right, I got to move here, Roger. Well, I I would consider myself the Halloween trick or treat poster child. <laughs> um, nobody rounded those blocks in my neighborhood two and three times more to get candy than me. I'm the poster child. And, you know, I'm not saying I'm a perfect man by any means, but believe me, my frat life had a lot more to do with where I went and sin than me trick-or-treating in Halloween. I know, I know. Um, what do we, what's the message we're giving the kids, though? Well, yeah, I agree, but like I said, I was the Halloween poster child, and so if, Robert, were, if, if Robert, I was to rate the top five things that negatively influenced me, it would not be in the top 10. Okay. But so the church be celebrating trick or treat, Roger? I don't like that. I, I just think you move on from that. I kind of agree with Rochelle. I think you take it back, but no, I'm, I'm not a big Halloween person for church. I would say, no, if I was the pastor, it would not happen at my church. Trunk or treat. Well, as soon as I hear that, I want to gag. Trunk or treat. <laughs> <laughs> if that's not if that's not Christianizing a, a wicked, I might I might have a fall festival on a different day. Yeah, you know, I might, you go get away. That's what I'm saying. I might I do October first fall festival yeah. and just promote the crops coming in for the yes, farmers sir. and so forth. I would. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, John, then Myra. <clears throat> John Loveland there. I'm sorry. Hey, thanks, Coach. Uh, let me get out of this machine. Uh, I got... Uh, so I, I'm not getting the whole story here, but I just wanted to say this one thing. If I, I, I told you know, we didn't celebrate Halloween. John, my you, kids came, were, John, you came out of the call. Say it again? You came out of the call. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So... Uh, and you got to remember, I was not a practitioner. I was a victim. So, you know, there's a difference there. But anyway, so uh, we didn't celebrate it. And my kids feel like they were they they lost something. So now they're raising my grandkids and they're participating in it. And this is what I told them. I said, a Christian practicing Halloween is like a witch partaking in Christmas. Yeah. So that's 
that's my perspective. Yep. Amen. 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 Nobody's against kids having fun. Nobody's against that. Come on, Myra. Yes, coach. Thank you. Um, concerning Halloween, it is written Psalm 96, 3 to 4. Declare his glory among the heathen, his wonders among all people. For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. Hallelujah. Amen. So do you celebrate it or not, Myra? Absolutely no. <laughs> okay. okay. Laura and then Janine. <clears throat> Laura Ann. Good morning. Yeah, Ann. good morning. Hey, Sorry. Laura Ann, do me, do me a favor with you. Uh, yes, sir. Get a chance. Put your, put your phone number in the chat. I'm going to talk to you about something. Go ahead. Okay. Um, Satanists, and uh, whoever said that last thing about Christmas, you know, uh -huh. there's two things. Scott said he is not going to be mocked. And, um, and you're mocking God by celebrating Satan's holiday. You don't show up. You don't see Satanists dressing up and you know and, and and coming to you know Easter Sunday or Good Friday service, right? You know, and if you want to give glory to Satan, participate in it, and then teach your kids how to celebrate Satan instead of showing them the evil and how to counter it. And like, like, why aren't you, if you're going to do anything, have kids come over to your house and you can, you know, and you know, you can, you can, um, do, do, a, praying, do a prayer session with your kids, teach your kids how to pray against it, not celebrate praying against praying it. Against. Exactly. How do you pray against it? How do you come up against it? How do you encourage your kids when they go into their mission field? If it's a public school or wherever, even in a Christian school, it's even a bigger, um, issue. You know, when you're walking in there because parents aren't thinking, sending their kids to a Christian school, that everything's going to be better. Not all the time. My daughter got attacked the most in um, the Christian circles. Amen. Amen. So, you know, God said he is not mocked. You are mocking God. So take it up with the Lord about that. And the whole candy thing, when you're going up to these people's houses, you don't know who who's a witch and who's not. <laughs> Jerk or treat is a, yep. is a form of a spell. And any of the witches that are or former witches that are on there on here can share all that information. I mean, I've listened to what Jenny Weaver said as a former as a former witch. Mm -hmm. I've listened to what John Ramirez said. Uh, Stephanie Stephanie is a former pagan said, "Why is celebrating Halloween dangerous? Because imagination is the doorway to the mind, and if there are any spiritual contacts on said person celebrating." On a high satanic holiday, demons only need a tiny crack to be able to enter and open us. Boom, Stephanie. <laughs> Boom. Uh-huh. Janine. Thanks, Lorian. I got your number there. Thank you, dear. I get, <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is going. I think I have what you have, Dave. Yeah. But, um, Congratulations. <laughs> yeah, really. Right into the sauna soon after this. But my, uh, my thought is, I, and a question for all of you is, if you claim to be born again, what does that mean? Are you for God or are you going to just go on the middle road 
you love what God loves and you hate what he hates. You cannot uh, bastardize Christianity. You're either for him or you're against him. Right. Many, many years ago, um, I mean, we've been out of this whole paganized junk for many, many, many years. I remember our neighbor called and um, she said, oh, are you going to send your son over here for trick or treat? And I said, absolutely not. I said, I'm a Christian. I said, I will not follow any pagan holidays. Well, they did not talk to us for, I don't know, maybe 20 years or more. Now they're talking to us, but their kids are grown and they've got. But I believe you set by example. So question yourself. What does it mean to be born again? Amen. <laughs> I, yeah, uh, this, is a, this is a touchy subject, isn't it? It's touchy. It's touchy, man. I wonder this. You think Jesus is celebrating Halloween? But see, it shouldn't be a touchy thing if you no, want if be. you love the Lord. I mean, <clears throat> I, there's so many things that I did. I was probably one of the biggest Christmas um, candidates ever, and I gave that up as soon as I knew God hated it. A boom, and it was a pagan holiday. Yep. Anything that is not of the Lord, I don't care. Give it. By up. the way, most most of our holidays are pagan. Sorry to tell you, most of absolutely them. they are. Yeah, yeah, amen. Uh, Clay, come on in, then Craig. Well, I, I used to go trick or treating as a kid, and uh, but looking back on it, I think that it probably wasn't the best idea. I think that my parents allowing me to trick or treat kind of set the standard for me on where my parents stand in the matter. You know, uh, if your parents allow you to do things and participate in things that aren't necessarily uh, exalting Christ, then it, it kind of sets the standard on where your family stands with Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of think that uh, it would be better to use these times as a as a teaching for kids to uh, to say... Um, to teach them about the dark it. side, right? The dark side's real, man. This is well, not only side. that, but deny yourself of earthly pleasures. You know, say, hey, you don't need these things. You don't need all this candy. You don't. And then, you know, the, what we used to do, we'd say, uh, who are you going to be on on Halloween? It really reveals the heart of your child and where they're headed as to who they dress up as on Halloween. Yeah, amen, 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 amen. I believe de- I believe there are demons that are loose on Halloween, to, and they're getting innocent children, impacting innocent children. Craig, and amen. Joe. First, I'd go to YouTube, look up John Ramirez, and see what he says about Halloween. He was a warlock over in New York City. He was a, he was tied into the principalities. <laughs> um, I talked about this three years ago, Coach, where we went to the Georgia Guidestones. Uh-huh. You gave me a, about twenty minutes to explain a little bit about this. Halloween is the day of the beginning of the flood. Okay. Now, does the Hebrew calendar line up every October 31st and match it perfectly? No. But this year, it does. When you go to Jubilees and you want to see when Adam sinned, the Bible says the second month on the 17th day is when Eve was deceived the flood says in genesis 7 11 the second month on the 17th day is when the flood began and you won't understand the days of noah when jesus said it will be as the days of noah that 
that has such profound meaning and so many different levels but i want to take you to where we are right now and just a little part of that story if you go and you say it rained 40 days and 40 nights and let's just say and let's don't let's just say because this year coach this year this lines up perfectly the second month and the 17th day of the hebrew calendar is november 1st this year and you go 40 days from november 1st guess where you come to december 10th 2023 well what what month in that is the hebrew calendar well that is the 27th of kislev well guess what that is that's the fourth day of hanukkah what does hanukkah represent the cleansing of the temple where there was oil in one lamp right and it lasted eight days okay now if you study the menorah there's only seven candlesticks places for a candle in that menorah three and then the fourth one is the highest one then you have another three 40 days takes you to the fourth candle which is the highest one which goes to what i've been saying there's a seven thousand year plan in the bible christ is in the middle of it he came on the four thousandth year there will be three thousand years we are at two thousand years from the crucifixion of christ it's hidden in the flood story the story of god is hidden in the flood story when you take 150 days it okay it talks about that's five months you go five months from the second day to the 17th month you come to nissan nissan 17th is the resurrection of jesus christ Hallelujah. i use this as a teaching thing i take it and say this is god's word and it's playing out right in front of you and i didn't even know it till 10 years ago i never i understood who christ was i didn't understand how profound all these things in the Bible are, we just don't understand them and we have not been taught, taught them. No, I don't celebrate Halloween. I teach Halloween and I say it's a day of judgment and make sure that you have Christ in your heart. And I think it might be just day of judgment this year with everything that's going on in the Middle East. Amen. 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 That's pretty deep, Craig. Pretty deep. Oh. Joe Carrico. Joe, come in then, uh, Rochelle. And Tim. Um, no, I was just thinking uh, back in when I was a kid, it was a, a fun day, um, but it was pretty innocent back then. Yeah. And uh, when we moved, when I was in Germany, in Berlin, uh, I thought, remember the days I had so much fun with as a, you know, as a little kid. So I walked to my neighbors about two hours before dark and I gave all my neighbors candy in Germany and told them that my little girls would be coming over uh, dressed as little princesses and get, taking the candy back because <laughs> because Halloween wasn't wasn't a global commercialized event like it is today yeah and so we did that and one neighbor uh, didn't play ball because they said it's zu Amerikanisch you know too American um, but the uh, now it's a to now it's really they're really showing you what it is so joe joe let me you said something that really kind of caught my ear and you said it was pretty innocent it was really pretty innocent and i would say you're, you're probably right but it wasn't really right 
Could it be many of the things that we're reaping in America today as a result of our children being demonized through Halloween? No doubt there's some kind of connection there. Yep. It, because uh, a lot of a lot of things that we did as kids have been the the um, the true colors are showing today. Yep, yep. Consequences. Um, and if if I had the responsibility at a church, I'd probably do a harvest festival. I'd do something to to focus the kids their eyes on something different than what was going on around them. Because if you don't do anything, then they're going to be wishing they were in that event. Yeah, I wouldn't. So Joe, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do harvest. I wouldn't do any. I wouldn't associate harvest anything with. With Halloween, I wouldn't do it. I want to get candy the, away the, the, the first of November harvest or something. Yeah, what, whatever. I would, I would totally disassociate it from from Halloween. That's that's my take on it. Thanks, Joe Rochelle. Thank you, Coach. Um, I just wanted to address what George had said about graven images. I just I want him to just pull up the word graven image, and it's a noun a carved idol or representation of a god used as an object of worship. And the only reason I really wanted to bring this up is because I've kind of seen people go overboard and, you know, their little girl likes dolphins and she's got a little glass dolphin in her room and it's time to get rid of it because it's a graven image. That's not what they're talking about. She's not bowing down and worshiping the dolphin. This is she's honoring God's creation because it's beautiful and she likes it. And as long as she knows that there's a creator, there's not a problem. What makes it a graven image is when you believe that you put your God in there and that you, you have to do things to make it happy. <laughs> That's like, a graven image. Like the Cleveland Browns game on Sunday. Yeah, that'd probably be it. <laughs> that'd probably be it. Amen. Tim. Well, let's talk about divorce real quick. Uh, I believe in following the law, and the Pharisees said, uh, if you take a witness, and in front of the witness, you say, I divorce thee, I divorce thee, I divorce thee three times, in front of a witness, you could divorce your wife. So I believe in that, that if she burns your dinner, kick her to the curb. Just find <laughs> a witness and say, I divorce thee three times, and it's over. Now you have peace. <laughs> yep, gotcha, gotcha. Tim, do you, uh, see, it's a whole other subject. Are we committed to a lifelong relationship to someone we married and there's adultery in our heart? That that's my question, I guess. Is that is that the unforgivable sin? Jeff Klein, come on in. Coach, kind of what we did, and I mentioned that fall harvest festival thing. We just did a couple weeks ago. Pastor Matt, we put it together over in the field, had a bonfire, had the kid, about 25, 30 kids out there, families. Then we, Pastor Matt, drove the tractor. He had the preacher driving the kids out on that old country gravel road. They had a blast. They did the little s'mores. We had a bunch of food. But then Pastor Matt had everybody, him and another guy, bring out the guitars and sit around the fire and sing old hymns. And just, the kids loved it. You know what I mean? And it, and they know that's why we're doing it. They're, they It's been explained to them that we don't celebrate it. But one thing I noticed, you said, well, how can we not be like a sour pickle? About 10 years ago, we went to the UCC church in Mount Vernon, the gay congregation. They put ads in the newspaper. We're having the first annual LGBTQ Halloween. 
And we're like, oh, no. So we went, Pastor Bill and some of us, the front door of that church. And I'm telling you, the after we got, well, one of the guys at the church was dressed in a complete Moses outfit, one of the homos. And I know this guy, and he hates me. He stood in the door of the churchway, in the archway, veins bulging his neck, cussing us, dropping F-bombs, screaming out the front door of this church. And they were having a gay Halloween. So what happened is, is all these bands would pull up and a mom would get out. She'd pile out four or five, six kids. And then we're standing there with our Bibles and explaining to them what's really going on in that church. And you wouldn't believe how many people turned away and left because they were deceived. Right. Pastor Bill said this when we got all done. He said, you know, this was a great evening. We turned a lot of them away. He said, but he said, you see the looks on all the little kids' faces? We ruined their evening. They didn't know. Four, five, six, seven-year-olds just ruined their evening. He said, what are we going to, what can we do? And he said, maybe we could bring them little teddy bears or something next year if they do this. But they did quit. They stopped them gay Halloweens the second one they were done. So we ran them out on a rail. So, Jeff, here's what I know. A lot of times the veins show in my neck when I yell. That ain't all bad. Sorry about my veins. I'm going to take my shirt up higher so we don't see them. Yeah, it was the F-bombs in the doorway. <laughs> Kim, Kimberly. Good morning. Thanks. I don't know if any of you remember Doc Marquis. He came oh, yeah. from the dark side and became yep. a Christian. He had a great video out about all of the holidays, and he brought in a lot of scripture. And I'll tell you, makes you really question about what you're celebrating. But as I help raising grandchildren, my biggest concern right now is that if we have to find a substitute, I mean, if we don't need a substitute for Jesus, and if we have to find a substitute for these holidays, how are we compromising with the world? And what will that teach them about compromising in other areas of their life? I'm just concerned. We don't celebrate Halloween at all anymore. We celebrate only Resurrection Sunday, and Christmas has become greatly diminished in our family. We really we celebrate our family more. Yeah. Um, and actually, thanks. Thanksgiving has become the most important holiday in our whole family, but we really need to take a look. I don't want to teach the kids compromise because the next thing you know, they'll be compromising on one of God's laws and it's not going to lead anywhere good. So that's my so concern. Just, so I got a good, I got a good one for you. Uh, I couldn't be wrong. I apologize if I am, but Halloween isn't really even an issue in our family because we homeschool. And again, Halloween becomes fruit of the public school, does it not? And it's all built towards that. So, so kids who go to public school, of course, they want to have trick-or-treat night. All their friends are doing it. Homeschoolers, not so much. I, I could be wrong. I have to talk to my daughters, but I don't think, I don't think they're having trick-or-treats. So again, we have to look around at uh, how we're being influenced in so many different ways and not even understanding and realizing that we are, right? So here's a question. Uh, what else are we looking the other way on? What else? Because it's compromise, right, folks? It's compromise. And like I said, it started out, I don't want to be bah humbug. I want my kids to have fun. I want them to enjoy life. I don't want everybody to say, oh, those Dobbin Myers, they're no fun. They don't celebrate anything. They don't. I don't want I don't want to be known like that because I'm a Christian. But at the same time, the truth is the truth. Halloween is a pagan holiday. 
how do we celebrate? Easter is a pagan holiday. And the entire Christian world celebrates Easter Sunday. How, how do we square this? And I'm going to throw this one in just because I feel like throwing it in. The Star of David's a pagan symbol. Man. No how much I say that, people say, oh, well, it's the flag of Israel. Yeah, it's a pagan symbol. So the, the point I'm trying to make is we are compromising everywhere we look. We're compromising our faith. Compromising. I uh, Last weekend, I can't remember who it was. It doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, I do. I know who it was. I won't say because I'm embarrassing. He's up. Uh, we were singing the national anthem. <clears throat> Pledge of Allegiance. <clears throat> and he said, uh, I fought for this nation. I had friends who died for this nation. I won't say either one of those. I won't pledge allegiance to that flag for what it now represents. And I won't sing the national anthem for what it now represents. That's not what my friends fought and died for. And I thought, you know what? There's something to that, isn't there? There's something to that. So we're, we're saying the national anthem and the Pledge of Allegiance to something that doesn't even exist anymore. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, to the republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. That's a mouthful of lies, isn't it? And again, does your pledge mean anything to you when you say that? Huh? Oh, say, can you see? By the dawn's early light, what so proudly we held as the twilight's last name. Right? Really? That doesn't even apply here and today. So in a lot of our ways, we have to think about these traditions that we're keeping that have been de-Christianized. They're not really good traditions anymore. They're not. They've been bastardized. And we don't like to say anything about it because it makes our friends uncomfortable. But we either love the Lord or we don't. We either love him or not. Quickly, George, and then Jeff. You either stand or you don't stand. You today, stand you don't stand. Today, it's, today it's, Jose, can you see, man? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Like I said, I love my country. I hate my government. Jeff. Coach, it ain't got nothing to do with Halloween, but you just talk about the government and the stupid stuff we believe. I have just the last couple of years, right behind the car lot there at the Million Dollar Park, they packed <laughs> thousands of people in there for 4th of July. So I've asked this question recently, the last couple of years, like, why do we go back here, wave our little flags, lured in with the fireworks? We're not free. There's no freedom in this country, but everybody believes, oh, we're free. They're back here like a bunch of morons. It's just stupid. So it's like, that was just something that I've just recently started doing. I'm like, I'm not going back to the 4th of July celebrations. Amen. Amen. So friends, I want to ask you this before we go here. Uh, We don't have a Speaker of the House. You trust the Republicans to pick pick a good one? Huh? Do you? Yeah, come on, come on, Republicans. Come on, Republicans. Do you, you trust a good Republican Speaker of the House to come out of that mess, right? No, 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 no. Look, folks, it's all one big club. All one big club. And you ain't in it. Hey, Coach. Hey, yeah. 
Real quick, they asked me, I got a text last night, ask if I would promote that again tomorrow, the Saturday noon to four for Pastor Bill. That, I forgot that again. I've got that to put they're that doing down in Warsaw, and they're just trying to raise money to help out with the attorney fees of this thing. The government's dragging it out even longer. Yep, they're wicked. The government's wicked. They're wicked. The government's wicked. The justice system is wicked. They just had an insurrection in D.C., and they didn't do a damn thing to any of those people. Yep. Yep. But Oprah, I see exactly what's going on. Uh, Susie, real quickly. Coach, I didn't know. When my girls were little, I didn't know. And I took them trick-or-treating. Sure. Now and I'm going to break that curse. And Amen. I have a six-year-old grandson. If we drive by Halloween, he'll say, ooh, Mimi, that's Halloween. Amen. We the difference between dark and light. Yes, ma'am. Amen, Susie. We got to show them. Rochelle, quickly. Oh, I can wait till the after show. All right, cool, cool, cool. All right. Uh, what? Have a great weekend. We'll see you.